0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended splendid tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about. You can order some awesome merch,
2: crafted spice blends, or request
1: catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersAndBakers.com
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome into The Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me. This is a bit of an extra episode. Uh, for whatever it's worth, I'm doing my uh Auburn Omaha preview uh live chat tonight and so that will be uploaded for you tomorrow but we did a segment on the radio show yesterday that I actually really enjoyed and I wanted to bring that to you because I know I've heard from a lot of you that that don't either get to catch the radio but for 10 minutes or so on your drive home or or maybe don't listen as frequently as you like whatever the case may be um so I'm willing to bet, based on my conversations with a lot of you, that you guys haven't or didn't hear this yesterday. I thought this was really good, mostly because it was my idea, (laughs) and I think it was executed pretty well. So uh, a little bit of an extra episode for you, because I'm going to play that for you. And what this was, was uh, was Richard and I, and you'll hear Haydad as well. But basically, I I came up with yesterday morning, uh, I'm going to pose a bunch of questions, Uh, and they're things like, Does the bigger ballpark uh, provide an advantage or a disadvantage to Ole Miss? Is there a weakness that would prevent them from making the championship series? Can they actually win the whole thing? That kind of stuff. So I asked that uh, of Richard and like, uh, you know, it was obviously all planned and you can tell it's planned. It's not like organic questions, but I I still think it was a really good conversation uh, that uh, largely Richard and I had yesterday. Uh, and I want to bring that to you because I think it was good. And so uh, I hope you guys think it was good as well. So that's what you're going to hear today. Richard and I, the pressing questions is what I think we decided to call them uh, for oldness as they get set to face Auburn in the College World Series on Saturday night. Again, my name is Michael Borkey. If you haven't already, followed me on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, all under the same name, B-O-R-K-E-Y. You can find me there. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, if you haven't done it, you should, because I know a good bit of you listen in browser. And if you do that, pull up your phone, find your podcast app, whichever one that you use, search Rebel Report and subscribe there. And this show is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue there in Oxford. If you are not making the trip to Omaha, I know a lot of you uh, around where I live live are uh, making the trip to Omaha. I overheard a, a conversation in the grocery store last night. Uh, a couple of of you guys, a couple of Old Miss fans, talking about loading up and uh, suffering through the gas prices to, to get uh, to Omaha. So uh, if you're not one of those people, if you're staying behind, you want to grill, right? I'm going to grill this weekend. It is Father's Day after all. Uh, so I'm going to be behind the grill this weekend. You should, too. If you're going to watch baseball, you should Do some cooking with meat, and LB's just across from Kroger and University is the best place in this state to do it. When you go, tell Greg or the good people there that I sent you. They've also got daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. If you don't feel like doing the cooking, let them do it for you. Uh, But they're open. They'll be open on the weekend as well. So if you need something to put on the grill, LB's just across from Kroger and University has got you covered. Also, Advantage Business Systems, absms.com is the website. If you are located anywhere inside of the state, Of Mississippi and you're in the market for office technology. So anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security and and all that, if it's technology and if it exists in the office, absms.com is the website. And if you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you. All right, here it is. Uh, uh, You'll hear Richard's voice. You'll hear my voice. The, uh, the pressing questions, quote unquote, uh, a handful of them that I came up with that I posed uh, on the radio show. Uh, it's about 20 minutes or so. Really good conversation. And so here that is right now. And that will end the podcast. So thank you so much for, for tuning in. And uh, I hope you stick around and listen to that. Because, again, I, I think it's quite good, but mostly because it was my idea. And uh, I'll see you guys tonight. And if you don't listen tonight, it will be uploaded right here on this feed. Talking Auburn, talking Delusia, talking Elliott, talking Omaha, Mike Bianco, all that good stuff uh, tonight as well. So in the meantime, enjoy this, and I'll see you guys uh, on the next one tomorrow. Yeah, things I've been thinking about for the last couple of days uh, in terms of Ole Miss and Omaha and things like that. So let's start with this. And I'm not talking about a dumb and dumber You mean like one out of a hundred? No, one out of a million, so you're telling me there's a chance? Or just any given Sunday kind of chance? I mean, do you think, honestly, that Ole Miss is equipped to win the national championship? Do they have a team that is equipped to do it beyond just the, well, they're in it, so obviously they have a chance? Do you think this team is equipped to do it? Um,
1: I got hung up on your Any Given Sunday reference. It's about inches. Um, yeah, I I do. And I think there are two or three reasons why. First and foremost, they're playing hot. They're they're hot with a ton of confidence right now, and usually, a team that is really now, now I I understand the well if you got to Omaha you're hot to a certain degree yes I mean you had to win a regional and you had to win a super regional but there are a lot of national champions you can point to you're like mm, where'd that come from and they just ride the wave of momentum. Ole Miss has got that wave of momentum. How long they'll be able to ride it, I don't know. That's number one. Number two, if you get dominant starting pitching, you've got a chance. Now, again, how long can you ride that wave? Because really it's only two starts of complete dominance for both DeLucia and Elliott. So you go back to the the A and M weekend, and Ole Miss only won one game, and against LSU, you know some higher scoring games, and Delucia was magnificent against L, against LSU, but it's the last two weeks, right? It's it's, it's Dylan Delucia against Arizona, and honestly, he gave up four runs that night. And then last week against Southern Miss, and it's Hunter Elliott against Miami, avoiding the mess and the traffic on the bases, and then this past week where he was just absolutely dominant. So you're asking for a third consecutive start and a fourth consecutive start from both of those guys to try and make happen what you're asking about. And that's a big ask. But somebody's going to win the thing. And, and if you look at Ole Miss's side of the bracket, Vorky, your bigger question about can they win the whole thing, I think comes down to this. Do you think they can beat Auburn on Saturday? Yes. And if they beat Auburn on Saturday, do you think Hunter Elliott can take the mound on Monday night and beat either Arkansas or Stanford? Not will they, do you think they can? Yes. And if the answer to those two questions is yes, then they got a great chance to play for a national title. Now once you play for a national title, I got no idea how it shakes out, right? Do they win the whole thing? Do you win two out of 3? But if you go 2 and 0 in bracket play, I mean you you now just have to win a third game which means you're better suited pitching-wise, because to get to the point where somebody else has to beat you, they're going to have to play two more games. And they got to beat you twice. Yeah. So if you believe that Ole Miss can beat Auburn and or Arkansas-Stanford, then the answer to your question of do you think Ole Miss can win at all legitimately? Yeah. Now, does Auburn look at it and say, is there a scenario where we can beat Ole Miss and or Arkansas or Stanford? Yeah, they do. Does Arkansas look at it where they go, can we beat Stanford and then can we beat Ole Miss or Auburn? Yeah. And Stanford, like all four teams on the right side of the bracket, and frankly all four teams on the left side of the bracket, I think do and should feel that they're capable of doing that. Somebody's going to go 2-0, and though, on both sides. And those two teams have an overwhelming advantage over everybody else. Fair
2: enough.
0: All right. At the end of the day, Ole Miss is playing great baseball right now. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They can throw out two solid starting pitchers in these first two games. If they stay in the winner's bracket, they have a great chance. If they go to the loser's bracket, I, I don't see them coming out of that. But if they can start off 2-0, and yeah, for sure the way they're playing right now, they can definitely go all the way. Yeah.
2: Question number two. Okay. What stops them from getting there? Is there a particular glaring weakness when you look at them that thinks you know that if they don't get there, that's probably why.
1: Running into somebody that has that, that has a performance like what Hunter Elliott or Dylan DeLuca gave Ole Miss last weekend. Running into a guy whose slider is just on fire. Got some run and life on the fastball and he's mixing in the changeup. And you know, is that, is that Arkansas's number two? Is that one of Stanford's guys? Is that Mason Barnett from Auburn in game one? I don't think Auburn has a pitcher before you get to Blake Burkhalter at the end of the game. That has that kind of stuff. I think you're going to score some runs against Auburn, and then do you hold their offense down enough? Honestly, probably don't know enough about Stanford to really qualify there. But to me, that's what would stop them. They just run into an arm. Yeah, and a and statistically. Dude, what, stopped, what, what stopped Texas last year? Texas was good enough to win that to whole thing last year. Will Bednar stopped Texas last year. Fifteen strikeouts. And horns down. And horns down. Didn't get penalized for it, by the way. Good for him. What's he gonna do? Get a fifteen-yard unsportsmanlike? Yeah.
0: The the numbers say. In baseball, that... you can you can do hand gestures and it's not a problem.
2: Well, all of them, even the actually yeah. offensive ones. Anyway. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just just two over. Um, it, just one over. Oh, I'm stupid. Um, Is it fair to say that I think that, and this is true for a lot of teams, but like Stanford's numbers statistically on the mound, they're pretty phenomenal, Um, that if Ole Miss getting to game three in the the first regional setting is still a question mark because you don't know if if they had to play three in Hattiesburg who was going to throw. Mike Bianco left the TBA there, wasn't necessarily going to give it to Derek Diamond, and uh, lately he's been kind of getting squared up. Now, maybe the big ballpark helps him, but it's so big that when you're getting squared up, if it doesn't go over the fence, it still goes in the gap. So what's the difference? Uh, And coming out of a loser's bracket, if they happen to lose and they have to come out of a loser's bracket, I feel like they are less equipped than maybe some of the other teams in Omaha to come out of that because who do they throw in Game 3? You know, is it Diamond? And then if it's not Diamond, is it who? Is it John Gaddis, who you haven't used in a while and just served a suspension, so he didn't pitch last weekend or the weekend before? Where do you go in game three is more of a question for Ole Miss than a Stanford,
1: for example.
2: Did Gaddis pitch against
1: – he pitched against Arizona in the final game of the Miami Regional, didn't he?
2: I stopped paying close attention once, like the 17th <laughs> run was scored. So I'll go back and look. It's fair. Hey, Dez, what what do you see
1: slowing Ole Miss down?
0: That we that they somehow revert back to mid March through late April, Ole Miss. That they're just riding the high and, and then they come down from it. That that was that's what would worry me. We've seen them play poorly a lot this year. You know, they, they, they don't need anything that bursts their bubble. They don't, need, they don't they need to keep riding high.
2: Yeah, I just Debbie did pitch Ocean, two innings in that game, for what it's yeah. worth. So he did actually pitch after his suspension. Debbie in Ocean Springs says, I think
1: Ole Miss might be peaking. Hey, Dad, what do you think?
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've won five straight postseason games. Yes, absolutely.
1: You've been pondering about the College World Series and Ole Miss's chances in it.
2: Yeah, the next one. So obviously, well, it's not TD Ameritrade anymore. Whatever it is, Charles now. Schwab Field. Charles Schwab Field. That really rolls off the tongue. Is a bit of a cavern. It's four oh eight, I believe, to dead center. Uh, the biggest ballpark that Old Miss for sure has played in this year. And generally, the wind blows in. And so the storyline mm-hmm. in Omaha every year is not a lot of home runs. uh, Hits that would have been home runs in almost every park stay in the yard here. Does that benefit Ole Miss, or does that hurt them uniquely to the other teams in this? Oh, that's – I mean, on
1: the the surface, let's think about the pitchers, right? I mean, when Dylan Delucia gets hurt, it, it tends to be with the long ball. Was he giving up 14 home runs this season? That's a lot. Of those 14 home runs, and I have no way of... I'm sure there's track man data somewhere that could give us this answer. But I wonder how many of the 14 home runs that he has given up this season would have gone out of Charles Schwab Field. I don't know the answer to it, but my assumption is... Quite a few would not have left the yard. So a guy who gets some some fly balls and a lot of fly ball outs, probably a good thing. Derek Diamond, I think, probably a good thing because he gives up some hard hit, hit balls and gives up some home runs. You know, almost hit a bunch of home runs in the last game against Miami, right? So against Arizona in game one of the Coral Gables, super regional, Ole Miss hit a couple of home runs. Miami hit a couple of home runs. You had the low-scoring 2-1 win over Miami, and then it was just like blast fest on that Monday in the regional final. Ole Miss hit one home run in two games against Southern Miss when it was 100 degrees, and the ball should have been carrying in a ballpark that gives up home runs. And that was T.J. McCants, and it was fairly inconsequential in the bottom of the eighth inning of Game 2 when they were already leading 4 to nothing. Ole Miss has figured out a way to score runs kind of down the stretch. Their identity offensively has changed a little bit. It's not just hit the ball out of the ballpark. They've hit it in the gap some. They've hit the ball on the ground. They've moved runners around. They've been better with a runner on third and less than two outs. Yeah, they've played some fundamental offensive baseball over the last few weeks. So, yeah, I think the ballpark probably to some degree plays to their advantage. But everybody's got to play in the same yard. Yeah. And by the way, people are like, well, no home runs. Yeah, there are more home runs that have been hit there in recent years. And by the way, the ball is so hot this year.
2: Yeah, there's been that. I don't know if it's a conspiracy, air quotes or not, but a lot more home runs in regionals and super regionals this year. They are up. Yeah, but also in the regular season. I mean, teams just hit more home runs this yeah. year. I do wonder... Which so, i all for, by the way. It's exciting. Yeah, but somebody like Sonny D, like Auburn's most threatening bat. 22 long balls this year. Does that, I mean, because with all due respect to the young man, he's not legging out base hits and doubles, you know? Mm-mm. I mean, he's he's a long ball guy. So are you more inclined... He has a home run in six of Auburn's last eight games. I mean, just on fire. I mean, you would think, or I was thinking about this, too. I didn't put it in our question list, but, you know, if you just walk him every time up. Because, again, with all due respect, having him on the base pass is not the worst thing for you. (laughs) And you'd rather not pitch to him, right? But does the bigger dimensions make you more likely to not give a free pass and pitch to him? Because... It's just more difficult for him to hurt you in a
1: bigger place. And I, I think it's completely situational.
2: Like if he's leading off an inning, you just go ahead and put him on. Or,
1: hey, Dad, did Renfro play in the College World Series in yeah, Omaha?
0: Thirteen. Hmm. He was on a tear. That, uh, at that famous home and did not get walked. There's that famous home run of him walking, going around the bases, and saluting the crowd. No.
1: I mean, you have hitters that are that are great hitters and hit lots of home runs in the College World Series. I mean, Ivan Melendez. Would you do that with him with Texas? Just don't pitch to him. Hmm. I, I think it's completely situational, right? I mean, it's got to be situational. Yeah, yeah. In a scoreless game with the bases empty, if Sonny D comes to the plate, yeah, you're gonna pitch to him. You're not worried about a solo home run. If you've got second and third, or a runner on second with two outs and first base open, and you've got a two-run lead in the seventh inning, you're probably putting him on. Don't let that guy beat you. If the next guy beats me, so be it. I'm not letting the guy has got 22 bombs. So I don't think you just avoid him, but I think you're careful with him. And you let the situation in the game dictate whether or not you put him on
2: base or not. What else? All right. Um, So, asked about weaknesses earlier. Is there a strength that Ole Miss has that you think more of than anybody else in the field, or at least on their side of the bracket? Do they do something better than anybody else there?
0: No. Nothing stands out. I mean, they're a good hitting team, but so so are all of them. You worry about them, and I haven't seen them recently, but I remember, Borky, early in the season, you were always on them defensively. If they've improved on that, great. If not, it's going to really hurt them. I they played pretty well defensively in the postseason.
1: Much right? they, they yeah. had um, They had three errors in the regional championship game against Arizona, or maybe it was two. There were two on Jacob Gonzalez, and they were up like 14 at the time. And then they had one error in two games against Southern Miss, and it was the the failed pickoff throw, where Hunter Elliott kind of airmailed it over to first base, and it was a two base error. Now they've been, play- I mean, Shotenier's been really, really good at second base. Garrett Wood played well defensively at third. Um, Gonzalez made some really good plays. Elko made some really good infield defense. Have been really good. I think they feel a little bit better about the group they've got in the outfield than maybe they did at some points this year.
2: You, do you think they're just going to stick with the the changes that, that Bianco made in, in the outfield yeah. and at third base? I just I, I don't know what they're
1: going to do with McCants. I don't know if they're going to stick with uh, – I think this is what I would do, and I'm not even sure if I believe this is what Mike Bianco is going to do. I think maybe you you, you kind of stick with what's worked for you. Start Garrett Wood at third base. Start Justin Bench in center field. Start Calvin Harris in right field. And then when you get to the sixth inning, make that defensive change. Put T.J. McCants out there. Then see what he gives you at the plate. I mean, the, the home run for McCants was such a great feel-good story. Well, he, he was hitting 140 from May 1st up through that home run
2: on Sunday in Hattiesburg. Yeah, and... Bianco made reference to it after the game. He's he's just had a, a rough year away from baseball, and so seeing yeah, him I mean, seeing it, him get the hit in that moment was pretty cool. Knowing what he, what he's been through. A super talk Mississippi yeah. media production.